that it's only safe to be who we are to a certain degree. And we shouldn't move beyond ourselves. But the truth is, who we really were, the day we were born, the moment we were conceived, is the divine expression. God expressing. That's who we really are. So we're born, and then we become. Right? And once we get a little older, we decide, gee, it felt kind of good to do that other thing. How do I find joy again? How do I open up to love again? How do I express compassion? How do I become everything that I really am again? And we think it's a doing, but it's really kind of an undoing, isn't it? But in order to undo it, we have to go back to the beginning. We have to understand that we were born and how we were born and who we really are. And then we have to convince ourselves to be that. So I was thinking about Mary and her, what happened for her and her saying, well, I don't know how that's going to happen. And the angel saying, well, it's going to happen by the Holy Spirit. And she said, let it be as with your word. Let it be as with your word. That whole book tells us 27 more times, probably more than that, to pay attention to the word. Because what we speak and what we think is creating our world, isn't it? The words, not just the words that we speak, but the words that were spoken to us because we were little computers and everything was an input. Here's new programming. Who the heck do you think you are? Here's new programming. Behave the way I told you to. Here's new programming. And then we grow to love and respect, in many cases, the people that gave us that programming so much that we want to hold on to that programming because it honors them. So we want to remember that we got wisdom from our parents and hold it. And part of that wisdom was don't make your, make your world dangerous. Don't step out too far. Take good care of yourself. So we have to find a different way of honoring those that brought us here so that we can open up to who we really are. And you know, it's enough to honor our mothers because they were our mothers. Because what they really gave us was an unlimited, to our knowledge, an unlimited number of minutes, seconds, milliseconds in which to express God. Does it get any better than that? Isn't that like the the ultimate present somebody can give you? Here, go on, go be God. That's really it. So we honor them for that, for the potential that was gifted to us. And it's up to us now what we do with it. It's up to us. So it's thinking about, about the words that we use who we say we are, and how something is born. So first there's a conception. A conception happens, and suddenly there's a quickening, and the quickening becomes a kicking, and the kicking moves forward until the kicking can no longer be ignored. 
right? I want to tell you something interesting about birth that you might not know. In the Western culture, we have a a myth about birth. And the myth is that birth is a rite of passage and that you you will suffer through it. And women and great-grandmothers and grandmothers and mothers pass that story on down the line to their daughters. Oh, I was in labor 36 hours. I hope yours isn't so hard. Oh my gosh. You were the, t- I should have known by how I brought you into this world and how much you struggled, what you were going to be like the rest of your life. Right? We pass these stories on about how strong we have to be as women and the pain that will come. But I want to tell you that if a little woman from Japan walks into a Western hospital and she says to the doctor, I have baby now, with a big smile on her face, they take her right to delivery because she's having the baby right now because her culture doesn't, doesn't teach that it's a trial. Her culture does not teach that it's painful. So if the female body is able to give birth and it doesn't have to be painful, why don't we do it that way? Well, here's why. Because when somebody tells you it's going to be painful and you are taught that and you believe it, when you go into birth, you go into fight or flight. You get afraid because you've been told this is going to be hard. And when you're afraid, biologically, all the oxygenated blood in your body goes to your limbs so you can fight or you can run. And the muscles at the very core of your body that that actually are responsible for birth, which should be a bright pink during the birthing process, even red because they're so blood rich. If you watch a Western woman in birth when they have to go in and do a C-section, that organ will be, that muscle, because uterus is complete muscle, will be completely white because all the blood has gone out here. When there's no blood in a muscle, it cramps. And it's painful. So we have, we women, do not tell your daughters and granddaughters your scary story. Tell them their body is strong and knows how to do this. Share with them that their body was born to give birth and help them not be afraid because we need to change that in our culture. And we need to change it amongst men and women because we believe that when we want to birth something into our lives that it's going to cause pain. And we birth every day with every breath. We believe that our creative process is a painful process instead of a brilliant, amazing, athletic process that we came here fully prepared for. Everything we need to birth our life is in us already. What we need to do is open up and let it come through. That's what needs to happen. So when we bring something in and we feel that quickening in our belly, that little something that sparks in the mind and says, ooh, that's a good idea. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Maybe I, what makes me think I can do that? When that happens... We're following a natural birthing process. We have a concept. We question it. We look at it a little closer. We question it. And for about nine months, we sit in it. Or however long it takes, we sit with it. We don't know what's happening in there. Some little idea came in our head. It was seated. We don't know what's happening with it. We try and distract ourselves. Tune in. 
tune out. Tune back in, tune back out. Just like we do when we're carrying a baby, same thing. Same exact thing until sometime that idea gets bigger and uncomfortable to to ignore. And we have to put more focus on it and behave differently. And, And then we start thinking about the fact that we're behaving differently and something might be changing in our lives. And then one day, we change. Because we don't have any choice anymore. So how many of you in here have given birth? The gift of life. Of those of you who put up your hands, how many of you threatened to punch the dad or whoever was in the room in the mouth? Or some such similar thing? There's this point in birthing life where we suddenly go... Eh, I don't want to do this. I'm going home now. (laughs) Don't try and stop me. I'll hurt you. I'm going home. I don't really want to. This is a lot of work. I'm tired of this. I don't want to do this. Women do this in the the delivery room. And they say, can we just stop now? I want to go. (laughs) No, you can't. There's a time when you are so close to birthing something that you can't stop. And that's where I think we are here at Unity. That's what I want you to think about today. Most of you, given a few, a few exceptions in the room, most of you are very familiar faces to me. You have been a, either in this community or around this community long enough for me to know your names, long, long enough for me to know a little bit about your history, long enough for me to know you've heard me talk more times than you can count. And what we talk about here is being the living expression of God. That's what we talk about every week. One way or another, we talk about this. So here's my question. How many times do I have to say this to you? (laughs) Does this sound like your mother? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, Laura Penelope, yes. I will say it as many times as it takes. I will say it again and again and again because you are at that point, many of you, where you want to just go, eh, it's okay, I'll just stay here. I don't really want to push through to the next level of who I really am because it's kind of okay here. And that could be scary. I don't really know what's happening after that. Suddenly, that idea is really big. Imagine if you had to walk out of here and somebody said, hey, it's nice to meet you. Who are you? And you had to say, I'm a living expression of God. (laughs) Can't you look at me? I'm God expressing. This is who I am. What could be more important than that? So I want to challenge you to question yourself. Your mother gave you potential. Your mother gifted you with a lifetime of seconds and minutes and hours and years in which to live completely into the potential of who you are, what you came here to be, in which to fully open your heart and shine forth with a brilliant love that this world needs more than anything else. 
That's what we're here to do. Not to do whatever it is you do for a living. Not to, not to decide what kind of designer clothes you need to wrap this in. We came here to be the presence of God. That's what we're doing. And if you want to honor your mother, be that. Be that and your mom will approve, I promise. So what does the presence of God look like? What does a baby look like? Everyone is different, isn't it? I have four. One came in screaming. One came in sleepy. One came in kind of unsure but calm. And one came in and looked me square in the eye. And man, it was the start of all kinds of adventures. (laughs) Every one of us came in differently. And every one of us will express God differently. And you are the perfect expression of God today. The only thing I can offer you is open the gates and let your light shine a little brighter. As we were doing the meditation, the empty meditation, and I was having you open your hearts, I was imagining that in a dark room, when you open the door to a room where there's a light, the light spills out. You can't control that, right? If, if there's light in there and it's dark out here and you open the door, the light is coming out. However far the light will reach, it's coming. You can't stop it. You can't stop your light from shining. All you have to do is open the door. Make entry. Open the door because it's already in you. So be brave. There's a point in birth where you have to be brave. Then you have to push through and decide you're going to, oh, I'm going to do this. Right? Be God. Love more. Show mercy more. Be kinder. Be gentler with yourself. Remember that your purpose in being here is compassion, forgiveness, love, joy. Your purpose here is not how much money you have to retire on. As tempting as it is to think about that. And I promise you, you can have a lot of money in the bank to retire on and have a totally not joyful retirement. Joy in life comes because we take time to hold each other's hands, because we take time to look in each other's eyes, because we slow the heck down and be present to each other. Because if we're not doing that, we're not seeing God. And we're not seeing our own reflection. So on this Mother's Day, I invite you to honor your mother by slowing down, by making contact with the God all around you, by being brave enough to open your heart a little bit wider and just notice the light that spills out. Because truly you are God expressing. The only question is, how courageous are you in your expression? I have a couple of quotes for you. Anita Diamante wrote a book called The Red Tent. If you haven't read it, ladies, it's a brilliant book. I recommend it. She said this, I could not get my fill of looking. There should be a song for women to sing at this moment or a prayer to recite. But perhaps there is none because there are no words strong enough to name this moment. 
Rumi said, we are born of love. Love is our mother. Sean Levinson said, somewhere on the globe, a woman is giving birth every 10 seconds. She must be found and stopped. And Emmett Holmes said this, within us is the unborn possibility of limitless experience. Ours is the privilege of giving birth to it. <laughs>